Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. Right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan. Happy New Year, everyone. <clears throat> I can hardly believe it's 2019. And I'm seriously reflecting on the past, uh, gosh, nine years, I think I've been doing this show. I can you believe it? It's been nine years. Um, And, you know, so many great words of wisdom. I've interviewed so many great practitioners here on the show. Um, We've had lots of discussions around, you know, health and wellness and and just, you know, understanding, um, making sense of a lot of the information that's out there as it's, you know, related to diet, um, supplements, foods that we eat. Um, You know, I came to Sonoma um, with a career as a whole holistic nutritionist and worked primarily um, in my husband's gyms. Going to give a shout out to EA over at EA's CrossFit. Um, over the past years, and primary, primarily what we did was weight loss. So um, that's where we had a lot of success helping people to lose weight, helping people to feel better. Um, but, you know, the, the beauty of it is a lot of times people think, oh, I want to lose weight, right? That's their goal. They want to look better. But the truth is, you know, it's about building health. It's about being healthy. It's about really honoring, you know, all the things that are best for you and your unique body and and biochemistry because you know we're learning very quickly in the whole new um world of of personalized nutrition that you know not all humans are made equal i mean that's probably no surprise to everybody but really we're learning more and more with the genetic uh testing with genetic testing dna testing and all these things we figure out not everybody should be eating the same diet in fact some foods that might be good for one person are often not ideal foods for another. So, you know, there is this whole concept of, you know, customized or personalized nutrition based on looking at your genetics, based on looking at laboratory testing, whether it's, you know, your genetics or doing a blood test and, and understanding better what foods, um, you know, how your body reacts when you consume certain foods. So 
Um, I've talked a lot over the years about food intolerances, food sensitivities, and, you know, people often think that, you know, if, unless it, it's an anaphylactic thing, um, that, you know, that they're probably okay to eat it. But that's just not the case. In fact, we, our body has immune, mounts immune responses, um, to lots of foods that we consume. And we don't always know that it's even going on. So, a lot of times, um, you know, we might be eating eggs, for example, and, and not realizing that eggs are our food that our, our immune system just has a response to. And, and so, you know, the subtle things may happen. For example, you might con, and I'm using eggs as the example, but you might consume eggs and, um, and just kind of feel tired or sluggish after a few hours after you consume them, or maybe even later the next day you get a headache, you know, and you're just kind of getting these frequent headaches and you don't know why. Um, or you're gaining some weight because one of the main areas of weight loss resistance is actually eating foods that your body is sensitive to or intolerant to. You can't eat foods that your body's intolerant to and, and have your ideal body composition. The body um, is so smart, and it is programmed to uh, carry out each everything it needs to do to keep you safe and to try to clear toxins and all those things. So, if you're eating foods that the body doesn't do well on, um, it's gonna it's gonna divert in, and and go try to take care of that and take care of you. That often results in in weight gain. So there's just a lot of things that um, we don't think about. Um, dairy is another big one. Wheat and gluten, more and more and more, uh, discovering that wheat and um, gluten uh, are making a lot of people sick. And there's a lot of science behind that, a lot of science uh, around that. And so it's time to start thinking differently. It's time to start thinking differently about you, your health, and 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 you know how you take care of yourself and and i highly recommend i mean even if there's just one thing that you take away from my show today i highly recommend that you get a food intolerance test that you get tested um and you know typically the best tests for that are through an integrative practitioner so when I, you hear me talk about this a lot integrative practitioners and integrative practitioners functional medicine hi there you are on the air Oh, good afternoon, Heather. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I just I just saw a little message from you, so I wanted to make sure that you were able to uh, to reach me. Okay, so I'm glad that it all worked out. Good, 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 good. I'm excited. Okay, fantastic. Well, listen, um, I was just talking to our community about um, integrative medicine, as I always do, and um, we have Dr. Julie Griffith on the show with us today, everyone, um, and I know a lot of you know because you've been sending in questions, um, lots and lots of people interested in the work that you do. Dr. Griffith, especially in, you know, I think the whole topic of neurology in general and brain and um, nervous system. So super, super glad to have you talking with our community today. Wonderful. I'm excited, too. I, I can't wait to speak with people, and it's very nice to work with you, Heather. I don't know, probably your listeners know, but you are so kind, organized, thoughtful, articulate, and a beautiful heart. Uh, Aww. And 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Dr. Griffith. I really, really do. And, you know, I was starting to tell the community a little bit about how I found you and, and, you know, explaining that, you know, I work in, um, in, in, in the health and medical industry and I work, um, as many of our listeners and followers know that I work with a lot of uh, doctors. I work with a lot of integrative specialists and, um, and, and, and that's how I, that's actually how I found you because you have such a good reputation within your industry from your peers and in our and in our local community in the North Bay area of San Francisco. So um <clears throat> And and then after looking at your your CV, your curriculum vitae, I just you know, which is like a book, <laughs> um, I really am just even more impressed with the work that you're doing. So super excited to have you on board today. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So listen, um, Dr. Griffith, we, you know, we sent out some communications to our community and, you know, kind of letting people know that you have a unique approach to, to health in general and the way that you work with your patients. So Dr. Griffith is, is located down in Marin County, um, for our local Sonoma people. So very, you know, within easy distance to, uh, to reach, but, um, can you just start off by telling us about, you know, give us the quick, you know, story of your practice and the patients that you work with, just a quick sort of overview of what you do. Okay, so um, I am a physiologist by training. I started at UC Davis in undergraduate, and I have a master's in neurotoxicology. Mm. And I've always been interested in helping people since I was four years of age, my uh, mother was an artist, and she had, you know, anatomy books for the artists. I just loved uh, looking at the books and learning about the body. And so I then attended UCSF for medical school and internship in pediatrics, and then I, a, a residency and a short tracking, and then I went to um, Harvard to continue studies in neurology. Mm. Uh, the, the three years were for uh, child neurology, and the first seven months was in adult neurology, so mm. stroke and epilepsy. And then over the three years, I had an outpatient practice, which I enjoyed very much, mm-hmm. of child neurology. And the last year was a fellowship in behavioral neurology, mm-hmm. uh, studying learning and behavioral disorders. Mm-hmm. And um, our, our grand rounds there uh, were dominantly adult. So mm-hmm. I do have a mixture of training in adult and pediatric, mm-hmm. even though I'm formally, formally trained as a child neurologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came quickly back to the Bay Area. I just love the magic and the spirituality and healing place of mm-hmm. Marin County. Mm-hmm. And I want to be close to the academic centers, UCSF and uh, Stanford, um, and start a practice in 1996 here in Marin County. And that practice has been an integrative neurology practice where I I, uh, use what I learned in allopathic medicine, but in 1999, I began to become uh, very interested in, you know, why do children have autism? What Mm -hmm. is the the organic problems behind the mystery? And uh, I began attending the Defeat Autism Now conferences where they looked at the biomedical approach. Mm. Uh, looking at the genetics and environmental 
factors involved in uh, causing an autism presentation. So um, in 99, I uh, also... Uh, reviewed the literature in neuroimmune disease and lectured at UCSF and lectured at the Mind Institute um, in Sacramento and um, became very interested in all factors of the immune system, whether it's mm. chronic infections that affect the um, the nervous system and, of course, the body, the gut, um, or whether it is allergies, food allergies, environmental allergies, or whether it is autoimmune disease where there's a attack by the immune system of different organs in the body, including the brain. And I also have continued work in neurotoxicology given my master's training in neurotoxicology. I'm very, you know, it was very common to see heavy metal poisoning in uh, the U.S. Uh, right. We are mercury hotspot in the U.S. If you look at the mercury map, epidemiologic map, um, we're a mercury hotspot. So, of course, I need to evaluate that. But I also look at, uh, for instance, in people with Parkinson's, Mm -hmm. they commonly have exposure to pesticides in addition to heavy metal. Um, So I look for, given the patient's history, which Mm -hmm. toxicants do they have, and then test in blood and uh, blood and urine and try to clear that. Mm. So so over the course of my 20, 22 years or so of practice, um, I started to do integrative medicine and um, besides uh, nutrition and advanced training in uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy um, and really understanding the gut uh, is so important for health, you know, kind of the core of uh, our health. Yes. Um, is where we get the nutrition in. Um, but then in uh, 2005, a brilliant um, osteopath, Dr. Maude Merriman, sent me a patient and said, you better look at Lyme disease <laughs> in yeah. her. Right. She was... She was right, and I realized I started looking at my patients, the autistic patient, patients with autism, and also patients with uh, adult patients with chronic fatigue, and um, uh, started testing for Lyme. And I found that you know so many of them did have vector-borne disease, which is the Lyme disease and co-infections. So in 2005, I started attending the International Lyme Associated Disease Society conferences and started seeing patients with uh, Lyme, both in children and adults. And I've seen some patients from different countries, although the most are from uh, Northern California. And then then more recently, um, I've become interested in energy health and I want to, I'm endeavoring in to integrate energy health into modern day medicine. And so I uh, am uh, that, that energy health is a vast field and we can we can talk about it. but um, so in addition to my integrative neurology, I'm, I uh, am transforming my practice to include more of these energy health, tools, both diagnostic and therapeutic, um, you know, Mm -hmm. to help patients. Fantastic. Well, you know, 
the things that you've accomplished in your career is just truly, truly amazing. And you bring such a vast perspective. You know, your perspective is so broad and you've, you've learned, you, you know, you continue to study, um, outside of the typical scope and outside the box, if you will, for, um, people like just for example, you know, thinking of, of Lyme disease for neurological patients. I mean, um, Amazing, and there are so many people out there who are experiencing, you know, neurological issues today more than ever. Um, a lot of questions have actually come in about that, but you know, before we go to break, because we're going to have to take a, a break here in a second, can you just respond to that and just let us know why is it that you think so many people are having, you know, brain and neurological disorders today? Hmm. I would say that a common problem is chronic disease, a complex chronic disease. And a uh, uh, number one, with the worldwide epidemic of Lyme disease and the co-infections, that is part of it. Um, that is a, yeah. you know, a percent. I would say that Lyme disease is 30% uh, approximately for children with autism. Wow. It needs to be screened for. And I would say that a second major problem that is contributing to chronic disease is that our world is more more toxic. Um, mm-hmm. We have both chemical and electromagnetic uh, mm. field stress that is uh, that our bodies can't handle, and we need to um, number one change our environment to make it healthier for not only yeah. humans but also all species and Mother Earth. Um, and then we need to help each individual body, you know, detoxify and uh, identify what the, the, the toxic and stressors are. And I just wanted to make a comment that we are in the sixth greatest extinction in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And this is the worst. And um, the so all wow. species have, you know, there, there, there's a high extinction rate for all species. And in humans, the uh, children with autism are like the canary in the coal mine. So they mm-hmm. they are our sign. So in one area in the United Kingdom, it's one in 50 boys. That's so wow. common. Oh, and it's because, because we have uh, uh, created a toxic world. Um, mm. uh, and I don't know, do I have another minute or do we yeah, just talk? Yeah, sure. One more minute, great. Mm-hmm. Just one more minute. Um, so there's something like 80,000 chemicals in uh, the U.S. And the problem is the law should be that a chemical company needs to prove that it is safe for many generations um, to use a chemical. But we don't have that precaution. All we have is after it's proven that there's injury to humans Correct. or consumers, then that substance is, you know, banned or partially banned. So that is a big legal problem that needs to be fixed. Mm. Absolutely. And interesting that we're hearing that, you know, from a doctor, right, who works with, with patients and sees all see the, sees patients and, and you do your homework. So it's very profound. Um, okay, so we are going to go to a brief break. If you'll just hang tight, Dr. Griffith. Um, sure. And everyone, we are talking to Dr. Julie Griffith today. And um, if you don't mind, Dr. Griffith, could you just let everybody know where they could reach you or follow you if they want to continue on learning from you from here? 
Oh, thank you so much for that opportunity. So my um, uh, phone number, 415-925-1616, and my email, excuse me, my website is mybrainhealth, like a healthy brain, M-Y-B-R-A-I-N-H-E-A-L-T-H at Comcast.org. Um, so that's your email, mybrainhealth at com- comcast.org? Uh, uh, excuse me, my, sorry, my website is mybrainhealth.org. Mybrainhealth.org. Okay, fantastic. What a great name. You got a good one there. Um, okay, good. Perfect. Yep, so um, we're going to be right back in just a few minutes, everyone. Go ahead and hang tight. You're listening to Body Talk with Heather Morgan, sponsored by... EA is CrossFit. More information at 415-314-1399 or at eacrossfit.com. All right, everyone. And we are back. You're listening to Body Talk Radio. I am thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Julie Griffith. Um, I interview a lot of top health experts on this show and I'm so impressed, Dr. Griffith, with um, your knowledge, your scope of practice, and all the great things that you're doing for the community. Um, so welcome back to the show. I want to segue more into the concept of energy medicine for healing and in general, um, you know, why the, why from your vast experiences and your years of, of practicing with patients, why is it that you are, um, you know, now working in this arena? Um, so, uh, I wanted to, um, say that I, I first heard the word energy in 1987 and the timing so I started my practice in uh, in 96 but I began exploring energy health in 87 um, I you know sometimes we need to go on our intuition and hunches and at the same time so Dr. Francesca McCartney had founded the Academy of Intuition Medicine in Sausalito in 1984, um, and uh, began. She began teaching uh, people. She's she has over 400 graduates now. Uh, intuition medicine consultants, and um, there is uh, more and more development of energy health in the Bay Area. Um, so, so for my practice, it came from hearing that I'm clairaudient. I hear uh, intuitions and uh, you know hear things. So it's hearing the word energy, and then uh, when I started to really think about the the way our bodies work as humans, um, uh, and I have to say that I had some an insight with this by talking to Dr. Stephen Amoyles. Um, when I was writing my final essay paper. I wanted to find out um, from the Academy of Intuition Medicine, uh, I wanted to find out, well, what's the current status of energy health? Who's using it? And I started with the the Harvard system, the Bernard Osher uh, uh, Institute, Mm -hmm. UCSF, Harvard, Karolinska, and um, spoke with Dr. Ron Levy, who's a director at the Harvard um, Osher Institute, and he said to call Dr. Stephen Amwell from the Alliance Center in Cincinnati. So I did, 
And Dr. Amos said that he uses intuition every day. Um, he, he and his wife are from Australia, and they have a healing center there in Cincinnati. And he says it's very helpful to have two uh, practitioners uh, healing one patient. That's how they do uh, osteopathy work, a chiropractic work. Um, and they use their intuition. So two healers use intuition. And then there's the patient's intuition. And he said if you combine the intuition of the patient, the healer, and nutrition and body work, you have a winning, powerful combination. Mm. And so, so I, I think from his information, and when I really think about who are we as humans, I think that we are energy, mm-hmm. chemical, like nutrients, and we move, or we have body movement. That's, that's mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. And for us to be fully healthy as humans, we need to address each uh, sub, you know, each part of us, mm-hmm. and so, and in fact, it is my impression in training through the Academy of Intuition Medicine, where we went through a lot of the academic work and and information from all cultures, mm-hmm. um, and that the energy energy systems of the body and the information that they provide us is vast. And that this is more the organizing structure of the body, say during embryologic development, as the, as the embryo develops, what is causing the three-dimensional flow over time of the, you know, of uh, development of the body, of the layers. Um, it's energetic, mm. and um, and we know from ancient, you know, five thousand, six thousand years ago, in India. Uh, East to East India and uh, Asia, Asian countries and Persian countries, they've they utilized and and uh, assessed and helped to heal the energy systems of the body, the meridians, the aura, the chakras. Um, and it was only in the past several hundred years in modern allopathic medicine where we um, poo pooed uh, energy health, and and so I'm just working with other providers to unveil what was already known for thousands of years Mm -hmm. uh, so that we have access to um, uh, reading the energy system and uh, diagnosing and treating. So I I see energy health as three branches. I see, well, four. Uh, And people can, I'd love to hear other people's comments. Mm -hmm. Um, So intuition is one uh, division uh, in using intuition medicine. Um, mm-hmm. Another division is hands-on healing. Another division is the equipment to heal the energy systems of the body. Mm-hmm. And a fourth could be body movement, like qigong or mm-hmm. yoga mm-hmm. Uh, or tai chi. And uh, I can stop there, you know, if people if people have questions, or I can continue whatever you prefer. Okay, I appreciate it. I think it's important that we that we take a pause and and talk a, a little bit about, um, you know, I, I'm glad that you explained. You use the word energy health, and I really like that because you you nailed it when you said we are energetic beings. We have this system in our body, and that is so important. And 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 
largely, you know, ignored often um, and and not understood. Yet today in this world with electromagnetic energy and all the things that are around us, it's got to be affecting our energy systems. So intuitively, yes, and I'm a big intuition person, intuitively, absolutely, absolutely. why would we ignore the energy system in our body, especially when we're looking at these types of things? Um, that said, you mentioned, you know, four areas basically, um, for, you know, energetic healing, I guess you, you will. And, and, um, this really resonates with me, by the way, everybody and people who know me and who follow me, but also to the conversation that I had with you previously is that, um, you know, most people know that I was sick. I had meningitis and very sick after the meningitis. And part of that, because I didn't have your type of guidance, I didn't have an integrative practitioner guiding me. So I really had to call on my own tuition for healing. And I, and I did. And, um, fortunately, um, you know, I was in tune to it and I was awake to it, but I will say that I remember specifically discovering energy healing modalities on my own that just intuitively helped guide my own healing. Um, you know, and I've, I've mentioned some of them to you, but tonal energy is, is for me sound, you know, just, I, I gravitated towards using sound for, for healing and, and, and bringing my body from, you know, sympathetic, just being very overdriven and stressed to grounding and, and allowing my body to heal. And I used certain things and, and, and energy was a big part of it. Another part of it was just nature, sounds of nature, just being in nature and, and, and just the sounds of the birds and being by the ocean and, and, you know, even the, the wind blowing through all of those things are, you know, I, I always say, I feel like nature is, is, is sort of, um, a tuning fork for our energy systems. And I, I really do feel like if, if we open up to it, listen to it and spend some time, it helps to rebalance your body. Would you? What are your thoughts on that? I think uh, I applaud everything you said. I think um, that's amazing that you use you had the courage and uh, to, to use your own intuition to guide. You, you, you instinctively knew how to heal your body, mm-hmm. and I think that um, it's good for us to re- to respect that. So, so uh, yay! You did great. And yes, that sound has amazing healing. If you look at music in yes. uh, healing, so music is a primary modality. There's mm-hmm. nothing before music. Mm-hmm. Music itself, by itself, is healing, mm-hmm. and it's into integrative. Um, music is now used in autism. Dr. Susan Coe's mm-hmm. work down at UC San Diego. Um, we know that in autism there's a disconnection syndrome. So you have these different areas of the brain, but it's not connected. Um, there's problems with the connectivity. Right. And music is so wonderful to uh, to reconnect. Mm, absolutely. Um, there's also toning, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So um, Master Gu is a, a wonderful Qigong healer who was in Petaluma, moved to Santa Fe, and now has a, a resort basically there for healing. Mm. And he has toning CDs for the nervous system. So you can mm-hmm. uh, do specific tones to uh, bring those vibrations um, that provide energy and can also shake up, you know, the things that are out of alignment uh, so that the toning is very helpful. Yes. Uh, 
it's interesting, like our hand chakras. So in, in um, healers who use their hands, so say the therapeutic touch by Dolores Krieger, she was a nurse who uh, showed, you know, kind of this Reiki um, hand chakra healing. Um, in energy healers, the hand chakras are a thousand times more powerful than mm. the heart. In all, in, all, in all of us, our heart chakra is 1,000 times stronger than brain output, you know, wow. energy output. Wow. It's usually the, the dominant. But in healers, you can have just with your hand chakra, the center mm-hmm. of your, your palms, mm-hmm. it, it is very powerful. So that's why mothers, you know, when their little child runs up to them and they hurt themselves and they mm-hmm. put their hands on it. Well, mm-hmm. that's, they're, they're having active healing. And we have measured now that the frequency of the hands can go up and down the scale. So it, wow. it, it's the frequency that's needed. It's amazing uh, what, our, what our hands can do. And um, so regarding nature, um, the, and Barbara Brennan writes in her second book, there's uh, Hands of Light and then in her second book. Anyways, in her second book, she talks about healing spaces and how it's so important to be out in the sun, you know, for 20 minutes. We yes. Charge ourselves with that Oregon energy. Oh my God. That's what I did when I was healing. I just instinctively went and sat in the sun and just breathed it in and soaked it in. And it helped. It helped tremendously. Um, yes. I cannot say enough about being in the sun and nature in general for, for healing. And, and even if someone isn't quote unquote sick, I mean, we're all out of balance, right? It's the world we live in. But if someone, you know, doesn't, you don't have to be in a state of, of, you know, chronic illness to adapt, taking care of your energy health. And that's really the message I want people to understand is, is, you know, and I love your term energy health, just like we take care of ourselves in other ways. We need to consider taking care, using, utilizing energy and, and taking care of our energy health. Um, and, and, and it will just have far, far reaching benefits. Um, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, one of my, uh, so, so, and also the ocean has very yes. hot yes. healing, uh, healing energy. And, um, one of my, uh, colleagues, uh, Bernard St. Croix, uh, is he's an interior design uh, that's his business, but he will be studying forest mm-hmm. bathing. And mm-hmm. in uh, Japan, the doctors write a prescription. It's kind of silly, but um, you know that we have to come to this. But they write a prescription: yeah. go out the forest and walk. And they call it forest bathing. But what um, Mr. St. Croix found in his reading, so they did research. They would test people before and after they walk in the forest. Mm. And um, the level of immunoglobulins go up. Mm. And um, this, for Lyme disease, this is so important because the Borrelia bacteria can suppress the immunoglobulins. People have hypogammaglobulinemia. And this is one way that they can boost is just by walking in the forest um, or sitting in the forest if they don't have energy. Get a chair and sit in the forest. Um, and the second thing is it can raise serum uh, salivary amylase level. 
and it can also lower blood pressure. Mm. So, so besides the oxygen, I think there's you know high oxygen in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are these other uh, benefits. So yes, nature is so important. We we need to be in nature. It, it's very healing for the body. We need it. Mm. Absolutely true. I could not, I mean, it's, and that's why it's so important that we get our kids out today. Um, which, which I'd love to have you back on the show another time, actually, to talk about just kids in general, because we have a lot of parents who are looking to learn. Um, but we're going to head to another break right now. And, um, and then we're going to come back and we'll have one more segment. Um, and, but before we go, Dr. Griffith, can you please tell us again how people could reach you um, if they want to learn more about your work? Um, you could check out my website, which is mybrainhealth.org, M-Y-B-R-A-I-N-H-E-A-L-T-H.org, or you can call 415 925 1616. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, you know, just as a, again, um, everything you say, everything you do really resonates with me. And um, I, I, you're helping me with my health right now, too, which is great. You know, post meningitis, it's, it's, it's a process, right? So always taking care of ourselves, always wanting to be preventative, always wanting to um, address it and knowing that there's, professionals like yourself in the community who are not just your typical standard. I mean, you are above and beyond and above and beyond that in terms of your experiences, your knowledge base, your, your approach. And, 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 you know, I, not only can I testify to it, but I will say that, um, lots of thumbs up coming in, lots of people saying that, you know, who in your community, who know you, who, who, you know, basically attest to the, um, you know, the amazing transformation change that you've brought to their lives. So super, um, super grateful to bring you to the community today. But we're going to head over to break. And um, if you will, just hang tight, everyone. We're going to be right back with Dr. Julie Griffith for our third segment. Wow. Good info there, huh? From Sonoma Valley Hospital. Um, okay, well, everyone, we are back for our final segment with Dr. Julie Griffith, who's joining us today from Marin, Marin County, educating us on um, all kinds of things, really. And, you know, lots of people are interested, and, and there have been some questions that have come in um, as to, you know, just in general, what can you do on a preventative side? Um, and, you know... As an expert, as someone who works with a lot of patients who've had many different challenges, I know that you see chronic illness as being sort of as a, at the root of a lot of this, for which you are really enlisting in many modalities, energy medicine, energy health as being part of that. So I wanted to swing back to that because people come to see you from all over for this, you know, and, and because it, it, Lyme is a tricky thing, chronic disease, viruses, there's a lot out there that's at the root of what's going on with people neurologically, um, brain, you know, I mean, there's a lot of brain, more and more brain stuff going on. We talked about why, but let's just kind of take the typical patient that comes in. What are they going through when they come in? And what's the kind of the process that you take them through? So I would say that um, one of the common symptoms might be chronic fatigue or headache or insomnia. And I would 
find, you know, obtain history and find out even from gestation, you know, during the mother's pregnancy with them, the development, um, you know, they were healthy until what what happens, so was there an event, and explore that. Uh, maybe there was an infection or a trauma, mm-hmm. and uh, even a, an abuse, um, and then continue with the, the history, do a physical exam, and then depending on uh, the history and physical, I might recommend, and and also finances and insurance, et cetera, to you know, put everything into sure. consideration. Um, I might recommend a blood, urine, stool, hair testing, um, at head MRI, EEG, um, uh, to a, to or maybe Neurospect, um or for say for instance the the head MRI, I might also do neuroquantitative analysis. So looking at a volume, different structures of the brain, uh, what the uh, volume is, comparing one side to the other or against standards, to see wow. if there's lower volume or to see if there's a gray matter condition or white matter uh, condition, um, and then and then referring to my colleagues. So uh, does the person, if they have cognitive difficulties or learning disabilities, maybe they need neuropsychologic testing mm-hmm. or uh, speech consultation, occupational therapy, physical therapy, mm-hmm. vision vision therapy, or even uh, hearing testing, specialized central auditory processing, how does the brain process sound? And then uh, we would obtain those results and then have the patient come back and look at the brain uh, brain images together because it, it's so helpful to have you know all the details right there and for mm, people to sure. see the subtle changes um, and then uh, generate a plan which might include uh, certain nutrients, uh, the diet, uh, nutritional supplements, maybe uh, hormonal uh, tinkering, you know, providing thyroid hormone or cortisol, etc. Pregnenolone for memory, um, or treat infections. Um, check for food allergies, which is blood testing, food or environmental allergies. Evaluating for mold, which is a, a vision test, actually vision contrast sensitivity testing. Or doing environmental testing in the home for mold exposure, and then monitoring. So maybe seeing a patient once a month or every four to six weeks to to make sure that the plan is working. Uh, So your approach is incredibly comprehensive and it is different from what people might get with standard care. How long is your first appointment typically with a patient? It depends on um, their finances and the complexity of the presentation. So I've I've evaluated people anywhere from one hour to three hours. If it's insurance contracted, usually it's about eighty minutes for the mm-hmm. first appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just depends. So okay, yeah, but but even even an hour is you know you don't hear that in standard care too much. So it's it's very in depth, very comprehensive, and pretty amazing all that you do cover and just the things that you just mentioned. Um, we have we have about hmm, let's see about six minutes left five maybe. Um, what I'd like to do now is we talked about your approach. We talked about 
you know, how you do it pretty much with a patient when they come in. I want to hear now about results. Like, I want to hear about some stories of patients that you've worked with that have gone through that, you know, process of working with you and then transformative at uh, the, the end result. Can you share some of that with us? Um, I can share, uh, yes, I would be very happy to do that, um, just in general. Yeah. So I, I saw a woman who was uh, bed-bound with, with uh, Lyme disease, and when she received immunoglobulin therapy, she could then... Um, get up and walk, and you know, and I and I was shocked when she came back to my office. I almost didn't recognize her. Wow! Uh, how improved she was, and that was from the simple therapy. I mean, yes, it was multimodality, but the, uh, she received IV immunoglobulin, and I refer to immunologists. I work with them, but I do the workup, and I say, "Hey, this patient needs this." And then, depending on their insurance, you know, where they go, where, where they mm-hmm. live, you know, to get it in and all just close by, where mm-hmm. they can get the um, probably six-month course ballpark, and it may need longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really gave her the boost to um, pull out of the pit of Lyme disease. Um, I think that uh, other, you know, so for children who uh, are on the autism spectrum, if, mm-hmm. if it's caught early, like two or three years of age, where they, um, uh, you know, they will be kind of mainstream, which is so exciting. They can be with their peers and yes, and and, and then they have some idiosyncrasies, like maybe the hyperacusis, the, the sensitivity to sound, but or or um, you know, like things done a certain way, a little bit of still residual obsessive compulsive. But in general, learning, reading. Uh, playing with their peers, have, having play dates, you know, so that that is a huge success. Mm, it really, really is. Um, and and that's that is I've heard I've heard a lot about the work that you've done with children with autism down there in Marin. So that's fantastic. With the remaining time, is there anything you would like to say, share, or cover? I know you have some really great programs going on down there related to energy medicine. What what would you like to share with us for the remaining amount of time? I just wanted to say a few things. Um, I would like to say if somebody wants to pursue energy health and they want the support of a family member, um, there's a book, you know, James Oshman wrote The Scientific Basis of Energy Medicine. It's great to look at the, the, the research, the history. Um, I, uh, also, Michael Cohen's work on uh, energy medicine is future medicine. So this is the, the legal basis and, um, you know, understanding that this this really is, um, it, it's, it's here now. Energy health is here mm-hmm. now and the importance. The Academy of Intuition Medicine and Energy Medicine University websites are wonderful resources um, for, uh, for courses. And um, also the Globe Institute is a wonderful um, resource. David Gibson is so gifted as a sound healer. That's in San Francisco. We're lucky to have him here. And you could check out his website. He has a sound healing research foundation. You just pay 20 bucks uh, to pay him for all his time to put it together. Mm. And you can search different conditions like anxiety and depression. And he has the, he'll even, he even, uh, uh, 
writes for a particular article, well, the two sentences that are critical are, these are, are the important things you need to get from sound healing to heal, say, anxiety. And he puts that in his mm-hmm. CDs. He has a list of maybe 50 CDs. And then it's broken down for specific conditions, anxiety or depression or insomnia. So you could pick and choose, and then you look at the research, why that CD can really help you. Um, and I'd like to just make one more a statement of something that's so exciting that's happening. There are providers in Sacramento and in Turlock who are treating uh, veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and other people, PTSD and first responders, you know, mm. people from with the fires, yes. with, the, um, with sound healing and having uh, really big benefits. And uh, uh, Ed, I think it's Furch in Colorado, who's working with three quarters of the first responders in the state of California mm. when they say they, they saw something horrible and they have suicidal thoughts. They will call him. He has a psychiatrist, psychologist, but he does sound healing with a sound lounge and um, uh, music, and he said he's treated 385 people, and they've had a huge benefit to resolve quickly mm, um, the PTSD. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Sound healing, it, 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 it's truly... Like I said, I I have found for myself, I've tried it myself. It's made such a big difference. It's no joke. I just, I want to encourage people to kind of broaden your thoughts about health and healing. Um, You know, this isn't your typical sounding path for health and healing. Um, And sometimes for people, it's just, it's hard. It's hard for people to believe that it could be that easy to be well again, you know, and it's not, it's a multifaceted approach, like we said, but sound healing, um, as an example and energy health, those are, those are things that can really, really make a big difference in your life. If it's something you've never considered before, consider this to be the first step in your journey of learning about it. And, um, and now you all know how to reach Dr. Griffith and she just shared many great resources with you all. So, um, you know, and, and people can reach out to me. Um, you know where to find us on Facebook and whatnot and through my website um, to get more information if you need to. Um, But other than that, Dr. Griffith, we want to thank you so much today for joining us. And um, everybody, this this podcast will be up in the next couple weeks if you'd like to re-listen to it or share it around. I'm sure you know somebody that is not well that could use this great information. So thank you. Thank you so much for your invitation, Um, and it was with a pleasure and honor uh, that I speak with you today, and I really hope everybody, good good luck on your journey, your healing journey. Wonderful, Dr. Griffith. Well, thank you so much again, and everyone, be well, have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you all right back here next Friday at 2 o'clock. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. 